Welcome back. Episode 30, Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence. Before we get started, I want to ask you for some help. I want you to help me get this podcast around to other people. What you can do to help is just pick one of the following things. You could subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You could comment if the option is available wherever you listen to this podcast. You could share it with a friend or you could write a review. Please help me get this around to more people. Uh, I've gotten a lot of really good messages recently uh, of people who are enjoying the content, but also that they are um, helping them spiritually. So thanks for those messages. That's really nice. It's good to hear. And uh, you can always feel free to message me on Instagram or YouTube or wherever. Anyway, let's get into it. This is the episode about the Gospel Coalition. Uh, I haven't talked about the Gospel Coalition or Tim Keller a whole lot. I see a lot of videos all the time about uh, terrible articles that that uh, the Gospel Coalition publishes, and I I don't really care. I typically avoid the thing, but it's a really popular publication if you'd call it that. It's a, it's a popular website. It influences a lot of people. A lot of churches get content from the Gospel Coalition. Uh, and a lot of big-named people, including Tim Keller, the founder, put, uh, you know, support the Gospel Coalition site. <clears throat> and it, um, well, it, it's, it's not a great place because of, for example, the article that uh, we're going to talk about today. It just came out today, May 4th. The title of this article is called Persecution, Birth Pang, or Pruning. How should we interpret this pandemic? By Paul Carter on the Gospel Coalition. So let's talk about this article. Uh, This guy, Paul Carter, is some, some pastor. He writes quite a lot for the Gospel Coalition. And a lot of people like Paul Carter write for the Gospel Coalition. And um, looking back at his history of articles we can see a pattern. We can see a pattern of Paul Carter and many people like him speaking about the things happening in this pandemic from a, I don't know, a a submissive standpoint, if that's a good word to use. It's from a, a perspective of not, there are things that are happening that are bad and that are evil and let's stand up against them. But These articles ignore that stuff that's happening and instead take a personal look and kind of say, like, what are we doing wrong in this? And certainly there is a place for that. I'm not saying it's wrong to uh, to analyze ourselves, (laughs) to uh, look at the log in our own eye before looking at the splinter in our brother's eye. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is there seems to be an aversion to pointing out the issues that really matter in a lot of Gospel Coalition articles. And here's an example. Persecution, birth pain, or pruning. So the article starts out, and uh, I'll just read a quote from it. From a, He has three sections in this article. He's kind of, uh, Paul Carter is trying to answer the question if persecution is happening during the pandemic, which the obvious answer is yes. If it is a birth pang, uh, in in reference to Jesus' words, 
if this is a you know a natural thing that has to happen as a result of uh, the church growing and getting closer to the end times which i think is also true the answer is yes <laughs> and is this pruning that is happening during the pandemic or uh, is this a way to strengthen the church and i think also the answer is yes but uh, <laughs> uh, i think he goes about it in an entirely incorrect unbiblical way and we'll find out together here's a quote at certain points in our journey with COVID 19 the various protocols and safety measures prescribed by the government may have felt to some christians like a form of state persecution i just i feel this dripping with arrogance as i read this <laughs> continuing on after all many churches were forced to temporarily suspend their main large group gatherings and normal Christian activities such as singing, taking communion, and sharing a meal together were either strongly discouraged or forbidden outright. Doesn't that qualify as persecution? And then he says, it wouldn't seem so. Okay, so that's not persecution. <clears throat> so what is it exactly? Uh, let's say it's not persecution. I, I mean, that on its face isn't persecution but it is something bad and although it's not a result of the you know it's not like it's not like covid-19 is persecuting us <laughs> covid-19 is is a is a concept it's an inanimate object it's a virus it can do no persecution because it does not have a will but what can commit persecution is a government and so the real question that he is already avoiding is is the government persecuting Christians? And he says, oh, it wouldn't seem so. It wouldn't seem like what's happening here is qualifying as persecution. Now, first, let's define persecution. What persecution seems to be is a preventing uh, or a, um, a judgment of somebody doing something because of their religious beliefs. Uh, or, you know, it could be other things. It could be like race or, or whatever. But let's just say... Let's just narrow it down to beliefs here. Persecution is uh, targeting somebody in a negative way to do something negative to them because of their religious beliefs. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Does he not define this as persecution because the government isn't specifically targeting churches, but they're targeting uh, everything at the same time? I, I don't know, Paul Carter. I, it, it seems like if if you allow bars to be open and if people sing a song in a bar but they're not allowed to sing a song in church i don't know that that seems like persecution to me it seems like a a special calling out of the church and not allowing people to do things that they are wanting to do based on their religious beliefs now it's also not anybody's religious belief that they should be able to go to bars or go to school or whatever that you know that there are certain things that is within the government's authority to do if it's right or wrong and we've talked about the authority and the limits of the authority of government and church and family and the institutions that god has instituted in our world the limits of their authority and uh and, and this falls under that like you know the government can do whatever it wants to with public schools whatever if it's right or wrong that's that's the government's business <clears throat> but the government has no authority to tell the church to do things. It doesn't. The church has responsibility over itself. The state has responsibility over itself. 
families have responsibility over their selves. There is some overlap, but church has ultimate authority over the church. Well, ultimate, let's, God has ultimate authority over everything, <laughs> but the church has authority over the church, the state over the state, and the family over the family. He goes on uh, and, and asks the question, but has there been hostility towards our religious beliefs? He says, no, not at all. There's no kind of hostility. He says, but has there been hostility and ill treatment because of our religious beliefs? Now, before when he asked the question if there was persecution, he said it wouldn't seem so. He gave kind of a soft answer there. But on this one, when he asks if there's been hostility and ill treatment because of our religious beliefs, he says, no. Then he says, I'm not sure how any reasonable person could argue that. Paul Carter, a pastor of a church and a contributor to the publication The Gospel Coalition, says, I'm not sure how any reasonable person could argue that there has been any kind of hostility towards our religious beliefs. Uh, He wrote for The Gospel Coalition Canada, by the way, and not too far from him, Pastor James Coates was put into prison for his religious beliefs. How can a reasonable person not argue that there has been hostility toward our religious beliefs? Well, I have a theory. Because perhaps those are not his religious beliefs. Perhaps Paul Carter just doesn't agree with the Bible. Perhaps Paul Carter thinks that Christians should not agree with the Bible. And because Paul Carter is a good Christian who doesn't believe that Christians should go out and worship, there is therefore no hostility towards him and his religious beliefs, and there shouldn't be towards any other Christian because he believes that, of course, a reasonable Christian would follow exactly what the government tells them to, understands that the church is in full submission and uh, over under full submission under the authority of the government and should do whatever the government says, regardless of how it um, how it contradicts with Scripture. Maybe that's what Paul Carter believes. Maybe that's how he believes that no reasonable person could argue that there has been any kind of hostility towards our religious beliefs. So in other words, what Paul Carter is saying here is that the clear requirements from Scripture and church tradition to gather and worship to, and these are Bible verse quotes, by the way, to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God, to address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Let us worship. Let us, notice us, bow down. Let us offer to God acceptable worship. The fact that Jesus went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Paul went into the synagogue, as was his custom, along with probably all of the other disciples and all of the prophets and all of the early Christians for the first few hundred years of Christianity. The fact that the Bible says, do not neglect to gather, as is the habit of some. Perhaps, uh, in other words, none of these matter to Paul. The words of Scripture and the requirements of Scripture and church tradition. That just doesn't matter. None of those matter. This guy must think, Paul Carter must think, and this is being endorsed by the Gospel Coalition website and also being endorsed by Tim Keller, the snake. This guy must think 
that Christians for the first 300 years of Christianity, while Christianity was illegal in the Roman Empire, were doing something immoral because they were disobeying the government. This guy must think that Christians in China, where Christianity is illegal, they should just deconvert. They should just not follow God because God wants them to. What God wants us to do as Christians, it seems like what this guy is saying, is not to follow God, but to not follow God. (laughs) To follow God is to not follow God, according to Paul Carter. What, here's, a, here's a question. I have kind of two questions. What kind of person believes what is happening in the world right now is persecution? Now, Paul Carter makes it clear that what is happening in the world right now, let's just say in Canada where James Coates is being taken to jail for his religious beliefs, being obviously persecuted, what kind of person believes that that is persecution? What kind of person calls persecution what it is in our world today. What kind of person does that? I think the kind of crazy person, according to Paul Carter, that would believe what is happening in the world right now is persecution are people who believe that Christians are required to gather and worship, which is what the Bible clearly indicates. It is people, people who believe that what happening right now is persecution, are people who take the Bible seriously, people who have faith in God and strive to love his law and follow his commands because we love him. Uh, There's a word for that, Um, uh, people who believe those things. Uh, Christians, people who would believe what is happening right now in the world are faithful Christians. Now, what kind of person would believe that this isn't persecution. Let's just look at James Coates, for example. What kind of person would look at a pastor who wants to faithfully follow scripture regardless of what the government tells him to do, isn't persecuting him because of his religious beliefs? What kind of person would think that that isn't persecution, but in fact that the misstep is on Pastor James Coates? Uh, The person who thinks that isn't Persecution is someone who does not take the Bible seriously. Someone who does not take church history seriously. Someone who takes daddy government and a virus that has a 99% survival rate more seriously than the commands of their creator. People who love and fear man more than they love and fear God. That is the kind of person who would believe that this isn't persecution. Paul Carter here seems to be this kind of person. And and remember, notice, Paul Carter is writing for the Gospel Coalition. He represents their ideas. Tim Keller founded this organization. He's letting these people in, and he's letting these people write. And Tim Keller has some really suspect beliefs himself. But just notice, these, these people are calling themselves Christians. Paul Carter here is the kind of person who does not want to follow scripture and their tradi- and the tradition of faithful followers of God dating back to the beginning of time and the gospel coalition and their editors is the kind of organization who wants to allow this kind of article on their platform tell me would a faithful church would a church that is faithful to God and the scripture and takes it seriously 
want someone behind the pulpit preaching that the Bible should not be followed, that Jesus should not be loved. Remember, Jesus said, if you love me, you would follow my commands. Uh, and, and his commands are the commands of Scripture. It's not like, you know, just Jesus. It's not like the red letters are Jesus's commands. The entirety of Scripture <laughs> are Jesus's commands. Well, that's what the Gospel Coalition is doing. They are allowing people into their pulpit, and they themselves are not taking Scripture seriously. They themselves are preaching and evidently believe, according to the people that they let in, that the Bible should not be followed. So then, later in the article, this Paul Carter guy, he says that evil governments unbiblically asserting control over the church is pruning. And in this part of the article, if you ever look it up, I don't recommend that you give them clicks. But if you want to confirm that what I'm saying is true, you can just read the article for yourself. But just be discerning because this guy is slimy. He makes it sound really good. And he makes this sound so balanced and so gospel focused. But if you see behind what he's saying and if you actually and if you just if you read the words he's saying, (laughs) it's obvious that he he just doesn't care about scripture. He says that evil governments unbiblically asserting control over the church is pruning. He, he writes like Rob Bell here, by the way. He, uh, he, he writes a sentence and then, and, then re- and then tabs down. So like there's a space between every sentence in this part of the article. Not a good way to write, dude. If you ever listen to this, which you're not going to. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but uh, yeah, not, not a good way to write. Anyway, he says, quote, I'm not sure how any Bible reading Christian should view could view these last 14 months as anything other than a remedial action of God. Now here's the thing, I agree with that. Because Christians know that everything is in God's control. Good things and bad things that happen, God uses for his ultimate plan. But this is kind of sneaky what Paul Carter says here. <clears throat> he says I'm not sure how any Bible reading Christian could view these last 14 months as anything other than a remedial action of God. We have been cut back. We have been upturned. Notice the, like the, the heroism in, in the tone of this. We have been buried in a sea of nutrient rich trial and tribulation. Good. Not in the short term, but in the long term. Good. Better to be hard pressed than cut down. In the long-term outcome of COVID-19 is a more mature church and a better prepared field than I say, thanks be to God. Uh, I think that's disgusting. What, what Paul Carter is saying here and what the Gospel Coalition is um, thinks is okay to publish is that evil governments unbiblically asserting Control over the church is a good thing. He calls this pruning. Now, the the slimy part about this is that through this, the church will be pruned. So he's not wrong in saying that. But behind what he's saying is that all of these evil things that are happening are actually good. And the biblical position is that when evil things happen, God can use those evil things for good. But it doesn't give us an excuse to, to capitulate to evil things, 
to give in to evil things. He says, thanks be to God that governments actually persecute the church. Thanks be to God that evil people are putting good people in prison for worshiping the way the Bible commands. He's saying, thanks be to God for that. Although he's not calling it persecution because it's not the government's responsibility. It's God's for making all this happen. So it must be good because God is doing all this. This is also that the church can get better. So thanks be to God that evil people are doing evil things. This is what is on the Gospel Coalition website. Here is what's happening. This chump, Paul Carter, and the Gospel Coalition believe that evil people doing evil things are actually good things because all things are supposed to work out for the good for those who love God. But get this. The Gospel Coalition is not acting very much like they love God because loving God means loving his word and not so blatantly misinterpreting it. And you're getting exactly what you deserve up there in Canada and we are getting exactly what we deserve here in America because we hate God's word. We're getting oppression, we're getting persecution, and Paul Carter is loving it. Thanks be to God. This is a dangerous interpretation of eschatology. Yes, yes. Every single bad thing that happens is a part of God's plan to bring about his kingdom on earth. That is true. But it does not make bad things good. Does that mean that when things are going well, it's actually a bad thing? Like, you know, if if the church is doing just fine, would Paul Carter say, ah, dang, we need a good pandemic and we need some good government oppression in our lives? No, that's stupid. Well, he might say that, honestly. (laughs) But those reasonable people in the audience understand, no, that's stupid. Just like it's stupid to say, oh, man, the church is falling apart. Pastors are being put in prison left and right. Police are trying to shut down churches on Sundays. Hey, this is awesome. This is a good thing. Stay away from the Gospel Coalition. It houses slimy articles like this one that can mislead the undiscerning into believing that it's totally awesome that people aren't allowed to follow what Jesus told them to. It condones slimy writers and was founded by the slimy guy, Tim Keller. If you're not on the up and up about Tim Keller, or if you have his books on your shelf in your library, You can listen to a really good podcast by a guy named John Harris called What Happened to Tim Keller. He does a wonderful job at going into the history of uh, Tim Keller and the things that he said and the people who he's followed and the things that he believes. It's really good. You should listen to that if you uh, are more curious about Tim Keller. Christians need to be fleeing from evil, not fleeing from scripture. Friends of the world are enemies of God, and the Gospel Coalition is fleeing from Scripture. They are a wolf in sheep's clothing who's been fleeing from Scripture evidently for a long time now because these articles just get in left and right. (laughs) Stay away from the Gospel Coalition. I pray that they are reformed since that's something in their their values. (laughs) that they are seeking the reformation of the church. I pray that they are reformed and actually are for the reformation of a church to be more scriptural and not less scriptural. Folks, friends of the world are enemies of God's. To love God is to love his word. 
to not love his word is to hate God. And Christians, obviously, are supposed to be following God, loving God, and loving his word, and loving God and fearing God more than anything else, including man, including the Gospel Coalition, including the pastors who we really like to read their books and we have them on our shelves, and including the government. Christians need to love God more than all of those things. And it seems like, because we know that that is a true statement, that the Gospel Coalition is a really, really dangerous place.